Hello and welcome to Sri Lanka 99.9 for cricket every day. My name is Mark Machado from the Murrily Ed and I'm joined as always by Estelle Vazi Devon from the Papare. Uh, Sri Lanka 99.94 is your new home for Sri Lanka content and will be dropping into your podcast feed on YouTube or the 99.94 app several times every week. So do please rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation. Estelle, this is our second part uh, of our... It's not the review of the year, because we'll do that later on. You'll get that later. But we're looking today at Sri Lanka's top three bowling performances of the year. I want to say bowling spells, but that's not quite right. Um, We will do our top three, but before that, we'll do our two... Well, maybe multiple, maybe more than two honourable mentions... Um, Estelle, I will let you start with your honourable mentions. Yeah, it's good you clarify that it's not spells because I have, I don't have spells in here. <laughs> not the test <laughs> test ones anyway. Uh, yeah, so I've got three honourable mentions again. Uh, one, Chamika Karnaratan, three for 47 versus Australia. Uh, it was the second ODI, I think. And Sri Lanka defended 220 in that game in Palakali. I just think that was kind of just a superb performance by him because everyone was questioning why he was in the side and, you know, what he was doing. But it was a really impactful performance. I think he got some runs in that game as well. Of the three for 47, I think he picked up Maxwell and Steve Smith. So pretty big wickets. Maxwell came at a point where Sri Lanka looked like, you know, it was curtains for them. So that is one of my honourable mentions. The other one, uh, Vanidu Hasaranga's 3 for 27 versus Pakistan in the Asia Cup final. Um, he picked up the big wicket of Mohamed Rizwan. I don't know if you can say he was at his best, like he was bowling his best, but he got wickets at really crucial junctures in that game and allowed Sri Lanka to defend that total, which like like we mentioned in our episode with the batting performances, if you won the toss, you were chasing, and if you were chasing, you were winning. So those three wickets were really crucial uh, to Sri Lanka's win. And also, I want to give a shout-out again to one of the women's players, Inoka Ranavira, who's had a really good year, I think, overall. Uh, in terms of performances, I'm going to put her... 2 for 17 against Pakistan in the honourable mentions. Asia Cup semi-final, Sri Lanka were not expected to go beyond the semi-final in that tournament. I mean, if you think the men's team were underdogs, the women's team, that was... I mean, I don't think there was anybody believing they would go past Pakistan in that semi. Uh, But again, it was a very economical performance from her. She seems to, you know, despite being in her mid-30s, has continued to kind of lead that bowling attack. Um, So she's uh, my third honourable mention. Uh, My two honourable mentions, I think, are a little bit more controversial. My first one is quite controversial because there wasn't any wickets in it. But boy, this was once heck of a spell. It was Larry Kamara's uh, well, he, he got no wickets, but he went for 33 runs against Australia and Perth. Why have I picked this? Because... Oh my gosh. Because he that hit Maxwell, no? <laughs> no, I'm not endorsing violently attacking um, uh, Australian players. I just thought that was a beautiful spell of cricket. Uh, he's he's had a tough year with injuries 
and it was quite obvious that he just wasn't no there was a no sort of rhythm going into that tournament and he was really struggling with with, with form and fitness that pitch was just absolutely made for him it's if if like if you don't believe that that Australian cricket is is in some way got a pact with the devil that that game might have made you believe it because <laughs> he did everything but get a wicket on that pitch and and um, he, he I think he was struggling with injuries you know he was in, he was in pain by the end of it but he, he, he and I think he actually ended up conceding the, the losing runs as it were to to, to Stoinis at the end but early on in that spell was. Was just beautiful, wasn't it? Uh, I think were you there, Estelle? You were in the in, in the at the grads, right? Yeah, I I was in the press box while it happened. You're right, and I love that. I love that pick. Actually, I didn't think of that. He was just incredible. Wasn't picked for the opening games, which everyone was questioning, including myself. Like, why when you have a guy who can bowl at that speed at that pace? And who can who can who can genuinely like intimidate batters, right? Why isn't he in your playing eleven? And when he did get the opportunity because of injuries, I think he was one of Sri Lanka's biggest positives in that tournament as a whole. Just the way he bowled um, with control, and dare say he's been he's looked good in the LPL as well so far. So maybe that's the turning point. I don't know, but yeah, that 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 spell was incredible. Yeah, I just wanted to get. I hope you know my 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 hopes and dreams for his twenty twenty three is that he just gets a bit of uh, a, a clear run of fitness and can build a bit of consistency uh, because I just think he's frightening when he's in when he's in that kind of form that we saw in Perth. Uh, but my second pick is I kind of I kind of I've picked Hasarangas two for twenty three against England. Um, I wanted. I looked at this game because I remember this game and thinking, do you know what? We bowled really well. And it was one of those really difficult days for the shrunken bowling unit because we batted first and nothing was working out while bowling. It was the back end of that tournament. We we were down to like our seventh or eighth pick for, um, I think I think Andrew Fidel Fernando and, and Rex Clementine were, were, were probably doing net bowling at that point for Andrew the team. Wasn't there. Was, oh, was he not there? Or he would have been. Um, maybe like, I heard that you were throwing down some of your famous leggies, Estelle. Uh, we we were really like actually when you look back at the t- we'll look back at the uh, on the World Cup in in our review of the year, but it wasn't a very happy time for that squad and they were struggling with, with bowlers. And I, I just thought the team did really well. And even, and, and that was probably the, that was the standout figures in that, in Sri Lanka's bowling, even though the, they ended up losing the game. I just kind of wanted to give it a mention um, because I, I kind of really, I remember coming away from that and I really felt bad for, for the bowlers. And we discussed how, because the the game plans were constantly being ripped up, they were having to bowl all over the place. And Hasaranga was he, he. In fact, I think he's actually the only one that ends up bowling to his strengths all the way through. Tikshana was basically bowled. Yeah. Probably, if you go back and look at it, bowled all twenty at some point. Bowled all twenty overs during that uh, during that tournament. So those were my two honourable mentions. Uh, Shall we take a quick break and then get into our top threes? Hi, I'm Nikesh Raghani, commentator and host of the India on 99.94 podcast. Several times each week, my co-host Sara Waris and I 
we'll be bringing you the very best in Indian cricket chat. Whether we're discussing the legend of Julan Goswami, KL Rahul's strike rate, the men's T20 death bowling woes, or the latest controversy involving the BCCI, we've got you covered. You can listen and subscribe via your usual podcast provider. Just search for India on 99.94. You can watch us via YouTube and you can download the 99.94 app. If you love Indian cricket, then join our conversation. So Estelle, we're into our top three. Who were your number three and number two uh, picks for bowling performances of the year? Okay, so like your controversial, uh, you know, honourable mentions, I think, I'm not sure how many would have picked this in their top three, but Dilshan Madhushankar's three for 24 versus India. I just still can't get over that 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 dismissal of Virat Kohli. It's just, it's in my head, right? I can see it in my mind if I close my eyes. So that performance, I think for a youngster coming into that tournament, coming up against a batting lineup like what India possesses. And we shouldn't underestimate what kind of effect that can have on a young bowler, right? Coming up against some of the best batters in the world. It's a pressure situation. Sri Lanka can't afford another loss. Um, And to bowl the way he did and just put them under so much pressure, I thought was pretty incredible. And it, it was kind of like a... But for him personally, I feel like it's probably one match that really got him noticed in terms of, you know, franchise leagues and stuff. Because there's no better team to perform against, right? You do well against India and all eyes are on you. So it could have gone either way. That's what I felt before the game. I thought either this game's going to make him or completely break him. And he he just ended up with a like a super performance 3 for 24. Just... Fantastic. So that's my number three. So so that's my number three as well. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> um, again, again, for all the reasons you said, I think it's, um, he gets picked slightly out of left field. We've done a whole episode with him, right? And we, we know he didn't, he didn't come up a, a traditional path in shrunken cricket. Oh. Um, if you if you if you want to find out more, go back and listen to that episode. Um, I don't think he played any youth cricket for Sri Lanka as well, or development cricket. He, he get, did. He did he play gets, on the 90s. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, but but more or less, he gets kind of just picked out from obscurity essentially and, and thrown straight into it. And what? And I think it was his third game. Or he he gets that key wicket of Virat Kohli. Was it fourth game? Um, and yeah, I, I think it, I, I thought that was a sensational spell, and it's in him announcing himself to the world. And as you say, rightly so. If he, if he, again, he's another player. If he can find some fitness, it's going to go and make a lot of money in franchise cricket, and he, and it's well deserved. I think. What's your number two pick, Estelle? Okay, so my number two pick again. <laughs> I'm expecting this to be your number one. Uh, Prabhat Jasuri is twelve wicket haul against Australia. Uh, I just felt, you know, coming into that series, Sri Lanka lost the first game, were actually like demolished in the first game. And Jayasuriya's, I think, more, more than the first innings, the second innings, I think Australia were bowled out pretty much in like two sessions. Uh, everyone there at the game was expecting the game to go into the third, fourth or the fifth day. And suddenly, we're packing our bags because the game's done. He's completely run through the batting order. 
I, I should also say, like, he got a 10-wicket haul against Pakistan, 10 and an 8-wicket haul against Pakistan. So, in his first three games, right? So, just, I mean, incredible. And I rem- remember, I think, one of the, the more amusing things that coming out of that was um, somebody saying that no matter what era you're in, Ajay Surya is going to screw with Australia. <laughs> and, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that that was my, that's, that is my number two. Okay, so that I, I I will exclusively reveal before the break that was my number one pick. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll go into a bit more detail about it um, after after we have the break. After I've told you my number two, so my number two was Pramod Madhushan's four for thirty four in the final, uh, which I suspect might be your number one pick. Um, that final where when it when Shrunk started to bowl was was started about as badly as it possibly could for Dilshan uh, Madhushankar. But we managed to pick it all up. He got that prize wicket of Baba Azam as well. And then he got a wicket the very next ball. It's that little two, uh, little spell that within that, his figures, that really got Shrunker into the game and or back into the game and, and put all the momentum on Shrunker's side and, and caused Shrunker to win it. Um and, and I, I, I think that, you know, winning the Asian Cup was was the best part of the year for Sri Lanka, if you look at it, you know, across a bird's eye view of the whole thing. Um, though, let's take a quick break and let's discuss our number ones and why we put them there. I'm Jared Kimber and I host two podcasts on 99.94. Red Inca, which is chats on trends and stories within the game with a weekly Q&A where I can be asked about anything from a time-travelling Don Bradman to which cricket ground serves the best food. And Double Century, I look at the historical stories that make cricket what it is today. You can search for either of them in your favourite podcast platform or on the 99.94 DM app. Uh, so Estelle, I've revealed already that my number one bowling... Uh, performance of the year was Prabhatra Surya on debut against Australia. Uh, what was your number one pick? Surprise, it's not <laughs> Pramod Madhushan. It is not Pramod Madhushan, although I will say, yeah, that, that was a phenomenal performance, particularly again, new guy coming in, right? They haven't played situations like that. They haven't played big games like that in front of crowds like that. So that was a really good performance by him. But I'm my pick is actually a bit left field, I think. Asita Fernando's 10-wicket haul against Bangladesh in Mirpur. The reason I picked it is because, again, it was injuries. And, you know, Sri Lanka drew the first game. And the bowlers looked so flat, particularly the spin bowlers. And again, it's this is Bangladesh, right? This is Mirpur. Your, bo- your spinners are going to take 20 wickets for you if you're going to win the game. But, you know, lo and behold, Rajita and Asita Fernando are the top performers for Sri Lanka. I thought that's what made that performance special because nobody was expecting that kind of performance from him. I will say I thought that Rajita bowled better than him in some um, some periods of that game, particularly in the first innings where he picked up five wickets. But just to close out that game against Bangladesh, where it looked like the pitchers would be completely in the favour of either the batters or the spin bowlers to get a 10-wicket haul in those conditions, not having regular test matches, playing in difficult conditions for fast bowlers, um, just injured, coming back from injuries, all that together, I thought, made that a really special performance by Asita. Yeah, actually, that probably 
is definitely in the in the top five, definitely for Schlunker Bone performances for this year. I picked Pramath Jayasuriya's 12 wickets against Australia. I think the context around it for me gave it more prominence. The fact that he's been somebody who has been doing it in Sri Lankan domestic cricket for a very long time. He made his debut at, what, 31. Uh, there was quite a a lot of calls for a number of years there to get him in to, to the side, and it never happened. They gave him the opportunity. He seized it with both hands. It's the... Um, I think that would have given hope to a lot of players on the island who who, who have been in and around the the international setup, but not quite made it for whatever reason. And also the fact he did it against Australia. Everything you already said stands. Um, doing it against Australia, you know, grabbing the opportunity. The fact he did comes back and uh, against Pakistan and takes even more wickets later on in the year. Um, I think it's. I, I, I'm in two minds. Did the SLC put him in just at the right moment when he's at the peak of his powers? Or has he been robbed of maybe 100 or so test wickets that he could have got previous to this? That's a, a debate for people to have in the in the bars and coffee shops of Sri Lanka from now to till the end of time, right? Um, but I, I really hope that we see a lot more of him in in the coming years, obviously this would mean that we play longer form cricket because I don't, I don't think he's got an LPL contract unless I miss that. Uh, so it doesn't look like he's going to make a breakthrough in any of the shorter forms anytime soon. Um, but yeah, that was the reason why I, I picked him. I picked that, that particular performance as, as the number one. Yeah. And not to forget, right. During that test, uh, the protests were going on outside the grounds. There was so much, I think, to be distracted uh, in that game because even even covering the game, I don't know if any of us Sri Lankan journalists there or even some of the visiting Australians really had 100% of their focus on what was going on uh, in the middle because there was so much going on around. Uh, for those who don't know, at that point, there were massive protests around the country and particularly in the city of Gaul where the match was being played and surrounding the grounds um, uh, about the crises going on in Sri Lanka. So it couldn't have been easy for players to be focusing on the game and to kind of, and as you said, right, he's coming in, there's probably a million things on his mind uh, debuting at 31. Is it too late for me? How much test cricket is Sri Lanka going to play? How much test cricket am I going to get? Do I want to break into limited overs cricket? So many things that are, that would have been on his mind when he did get the call up. And and remember, Lassit Ambuldenia has been Sri Lanka's go-to left-arm spinner for at least the last five years, right? So you're kind of usurping him, getting into that spot, you know, with the amount of test cricket that Sri Lanka played, this could be your only opportunity. You might yeah. get just one game and then, you know, get shown the door. So a lot of things going on uh, probably in his mind. So that's, I think, what makes it such a great uh, uh, performance. Not to mention the fact that, you know, Sri Lanka one nil down in that series. Unfortunately, not a three-match series this time around. I think Australia got a bit you know, nervous after they lost three last time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, 
And of course, those points are really valuable in terms of the ICC Test Championship as well, right? So a lot going on there. He just showed his experience, didn't he? Uh, he he showed that he's been bowling on those kinds of tracks his entire like for the last decade or 15 years. So yeah, phenomenal performance. I think you picked a good one for number one, but I I still like uh, Asita Fernandez yeah, one better. You're putting serious doubt in my mind for whether I picked the you know I didn't <laughs> even pick Asita Fernandez was even my top five. I want to know if you're listening to this on in, in podcast form in audio form or if you're watching this on YouTube, who got it right? Can you leave us your comments? Tell us what you think. Is there any innings? Sorry, is there any bowling performances this year, this calendar year that we have missed that need that should have been mentioned? We want to know. Please leave your comments. Um, should we leave it there, Estelle? Yep. I need to, um, and we've we've got a review of the year to come as well. So please don't forget um, to to listen to that and tell all your friends. Thank you for listening to Sri Lanka at 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcast and tell all your friends and family about us. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark Machado and Estelle is at Estelle underscore Vazu Dev one as in the number one. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way.